Hi all, and welcome to Prepare Like a Pro live chats. My name is Jack McLean. I'm the founder of Prepare Like a Pro. We're a strength and conditioning service based in Melbourne, but also working with athletes all around the country. If you're interested in, in following my programs, uh, you can head over to my website to work with me one-on-one, which is preparelikeapro.com, as well as download free training programs, check out my presentations and any future activities that I'll be doing, head over to my website. I'm just going to invite our guests this evening. While Tommy Mitchell is jumping on board, I just want to do a quick intro. There he is. How are you going, Tommy? How are you, Jack? Going well, mate. Thanks for jumping on. Mate, it's an honour. I'm uh, pretty wrapped to get the call up tonight. You've had some big names on here. Andrew Lambert, for one. <laughs> yeah, four-time. Four-time Premiership physio, Andrew Lambert, as he likes to call himself. Trump him tonight, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do a quick intro and then we'll get stuck in. No worries. For those that don't know Tommy, uh, he's an Australian rules football. He's the vice-captain of the Hawthorne Football Club. He started his journey when he was drafted under the father and son rule with pick 21 to the Sydney Swans. He's the current record holder for the most possessions in a season, uh, where he also polled two games. So he's the only player to have more than one game above 50 disposals in one season. In 2017, 2018 were both outstanding years for Tommy. He was runner-up in the Brownlow in 2017 and he won it in 2018. In both years was selected in All-Australian. 2019 and 2020 have had their fair share of challenges uh, from coming from off from a broken leg in 2019, as well as this year, the COVID hub challenges. However, Tommy's returned to performance outstandingly well, once again, leading the Hawks in disposals and clearances and finishing second in the best and fairest and got to captain the, the side twice as well in Ben Stratton's absence. So welcome again, mate. Thanks for jumping on. We'll, we'll get stuck in because a lot of guys have sent through questions. Yeah, I want to make sure we've got time for the for the fans as well. But take us back to the beginning, mate. When did you fall in love with the game, and and what's your your memory of of when you realised oh, I I want to work towards an AFL footballer? Yeah, well, I probably grew up in a footy family. Obviously, dad playing, having a long career of over two hundred games. So, yeah, I started really young. It would have been at Auskick. I reckon I was down there when I was three or four. And yeah, right. I think dad was uh, dad was still coaching up until I was about. 15 years old so my whole childhood was around footy clubs annoying the hell out of the players when I was a young fella and yeah it's funny how it's worked out I'm in that position now and yeah it's funny when you meet kids you you see yourself in their position or you put yourself in their shoes and that feels like not, not long ago that that was me yeah fantastic awesome so your dad had a strong influence as well as your extended family is it a big family footy family yeah yeah dad obviously probably taught me a lot I know now about the game and yeah I suppose family always plays a really crucial part you know without your family's support you know it's hard to really go anywhere and yeah I've been lucky enough to have a number of great mentors along the journey Diesel Williams to name one who's obviously you know he was a a superstar throughout the 80s and 90s but yeah I've been very fortunate to have a lot of great people in my corner yeah fantastic with all the challenges of of this year what, what has been your biggest challenge in your career is it has it been the last two years or is it has there been bigger challenges that you've had along your journey? I would yeah, I'd probably say the broken leg was the toughest. Yeah, you know, I've, I've still probably you know, I feel really good, but I still feel as though there's another, you know, hurdle to sort of cross to get back to one hundred percent and get back to feeling how I used to feel. So hopefully that's not too far away around the corner. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There there was a few questions as well that around the rehabilitation 
So I might pop those up while we're on that theme. Here we are. This one is the first one. How's the league after after a season's worth of footy? Yeah, the, I think this year has definitely helped. You know, to be able to play every game coming off an injury like that, you got to take the little wins. So I did get some continuity in my training, and you know, managed to play every game. And I think last year can only help me for 2021. Absolutely, it was almost just a year of on a personal level, just getting getting the miles back into the legs, really, and getting used to playing footy again. It was yeah, it was challenging at times. Like sometimes you you know your leg doesn't feel like. It used to, or didn't feel like your your old leg, but as the season progressed, I you know felt there were some games there where I started to feel like my old self, which was nice. Yeah, fantastic, mate. And this one here, what was the hardest part about rehab when coming back from a broken leg? Oh, yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of challenges. I think anyone who's had a long term injury, there's plenty of hurdles to overcome. Early days for me. You know, there was a fair few mental hurdles. Like, I was having quite a few nightmares, I suppose, about, you know, replaying the incident in my head. And, you know, I'd wake up in the night and reach down and grab my leg and, you know, as if it, the incident just happened. So that, that took a while to get on top of that. And then probably with the pain, like, even walking was sore for, I think it was around the five, six-month mark. Like, I'd still get pain walking. So whatever those mental and physical barriers, you know, your rehab program sort of gets on this sort of trajectory and, you know, you have your, your good days and your bad days, but, you know, once you've got over the initial hurdle, then, yeah, it makes it a lot easier. Yep. And this one is the last one in terms of probably the second part that's that you haven't answered, I guess. So how is it recovering from injury, then getting back into good form? So the good form aspect, how did you find that, getting your touch back and, and playing? You mentioned you feel like you're, you're close to getting back to sort of your, your best. How did that aspect go from a yeah performance point of view? Yeah, I felt as though there would be, you know, glimpses, I suppose, come out in each game. And there was probably probably the second half of the year after, you know, I got some more conditioning into my legs was when I started to, you know, put in some stronger performances. And yeah, what I put that down to is probably simply continuity and just getting strength mm. back in my leg. You lose a fair bit of strength, you know, when you break your leg, you know, the muscles shut down for such a long period of time as, you know, a lot of guys in rehab would know that it actually takes quite a while to get them back and firing. So that's probably why, yeah, it took a little bit longer. But yeah, you know, grateful to play every game. That, that was a that was a huge step. Yeah, that's amazing effort, mate. How, how was the recovery when you're getting back into games? Did you, what was your progression in terms of game time and how long did it take before you recovered very well from week to week playing full game time? Yeah, well, you know, the, the new rules this year due to COVID probably helped me. Um, the shorter games, mm. I'm not sure have been managed or rested or played lower game time but you know games were generally 100 minutes down from 120 so I was able to play uh, normal game time and uh, yeah it, that probably helped me a little bit. Yeah fantastic awesome and then this year 2020 what with COVID for those that weren't in the hub what was it like it sounds like it was a bit of a roller coaster moving around heaps and, and routine how did you cope with preparing yourself for week to week you know, it's a long season and sometimes you wouldn't know who you're playing in, you know, in a month's time. Did you learn things throughout the year that you feel better for in the future now? Is it for the rest of your journey? Yeah, I suppose it was pretty unique. You had to, you had to just adapt basically. So, you know, we were pretty depleted, you know, with you know, a number of staff, I suppose, you know, things like massage therapists, all, all the th little things that help you recover, the things you take for granted when um, the footy club's up and firing. you just got to find other ways to you know, get your body ready to play and perform. So, yeah, I suppose you find you find out what you can get by with. Yeah. And, yeah, it was challenging, but, you know, I think to some extent we are pretty lucky to be able to, you know, still play footy and do what we love when, 
you know, back home in Melbourne, people were struggling big time and locked up. So, but yeah, we, you know, we probably did we probably didn't um, deal with it too well as a team, which probably is reflected in our win loss record. We, you know, we could have done some things a little bit better, but uh, yeah, it was a, it was a unique experience. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. And this time of year, what what are your focuses on? Like, what what are you? I imagine you know a big thing that I seem to hear about with footy is timing your run as an individual, but also as a group. So, how do you sort of approach this this phase mentally and physically? What does your week look like from a training point of view? And what are some things that you do mentally to keep you fresh? Yeah, yeah. From a team point of view, I think you know we've lost a lot of experience. You know, Isaac Smith, Chipper Frawley. Ricky Henderson, Poppy. Um, I'm sure there's a couple of strats. There's, you know, there's probably five of uh, five guys over 30. So, you know, it's really important that for us that our group really gels together, and we feel as though, you know, the young guys coming through are ready to take the next step, and hopefully, you know, they find the older guys really approachable, and we can be one strong unit heading into this year. On a personal note, I think you know, last year's preseason was just about it was almost like a rehab program. So, you know, just getting to the start line really. Whereas this year, it's more a performance program so you know i suppose last year preparing just to get to the line and play and this year it's like okay yeah. prepare to play well so what that looks like on a weekly basis monday wednesday friday is mostly you know leg you know your leg days so for me at the moment i've had my shoulder had a shoulder recurve so a lot of bike and leg weights on those days and then i suppose tuesday thursdays you might i might do some work on my good arm and some core work and my shoulder rehab daily so yeah it's it's pretty much everyone's in i suppose preparation mode now and you know even out at the footy club been out there a few times and a lot of guys are out there getting ready which is great oh fantastic awesome mate all right we'll start um getting these questions going so we'll start from the top the guys that got in first hardest opponent from tyler finn hardest opponent um i always find that joel salwood he's a he's a great opponent just because he, he's just ruthless in his approach. He, he won't give you an inch. You always know you're up for a, a tough fight when you're playing on him. So, yeah, I think he's, he's really a really tough but good opponent to play against. Yep. I'm working with Tyler, so he, he got a couple of questions in. Uh, yeah. So okay. he, he's not on a NABs. He's working to get himself on a NAB league team. So he's looking for advice that you'd give him to, yeah, if you haven't been noticed yet. Yeah, I suppose I can kind of relate to Tyler a little bit. You know, I didn't really... I suppose, get noticed if that's um, how you word it until I was probably 16, 17. So I'm not sure how old he is, but I think it's it's pretty simple. I think you just need to be doing more than your peers, really. So if you know that you have your team training on Tuesday, Thursday, you just need to be doing more than everyone else. So on your whenever you find a spare 10, 20 minutes, you should be doing something, whether that's you know just having a footy in your hand or having a stretch or just doing something to get the edge because all those little things do add up at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you, on that note, like, do you structure sort of your days the night before, or do you look at your week and have themes of your week in the off season, or do you go by feel with with how the flow of your day goes? Yeah, how do you sort of structure your preparation? Yeah, I, probably, I used to be quite structured. I've probably let go of that a little bit. I have a rough guide of sort of what I, especially in season, I know what I need to do to get you know ready to play, and you know peak performance is the term you use quite a bit. But I, that's I know what that looks like in season and. In the off-season, I suppose, you're just getting your body ready for the pre-season where you know there's going to be a huge workload, but then still on the on your day off, you might do something extra, but it, it, might, it won't be something that's taxing on your body. 
Yeah. Um, you're going to get the work in in your main sessions. You don't need to be smashing yourself for the next run or an extra bike or something. It's just finding the little one percenters here or there on your day off that will give you a slight edge. This one's an interesting one from Fletch. What was the preparation like this year compared to other years? Uh, preparation for 2020 season? Yeah, I assume he's. Yeah, I think he's. I assume he's talking about the pre-season. Yeah, he just, um, he just wrote preparation. Yeah, so I think for the team, the, the pre-season was quite normal. And, you know, we only started hearing about COVID, you know, probably in March from memory. And, yeah, we obviously got round one away. And, you know, that's when the, the break occurred where we had about a 10-week break before round two. So the pre-season and preparation was pretty similar to all years for the team. But, yeah, during the season was obviously completely different. Yeah. And then uh, this one's around sort of footy IQ. So what training slash study do you attribute to your footy IQ awareness and ball winning ability? Yeah, I suppose some of it is instinctive. And I think for someone, I'm not, you know, super athletically gifted. I'm not overly fast or I'm not the fittest at the club. Or I'm not the strongest. So I probably rely on quick decision making, reaction times, seeing things unfold in the game quicker. And that's how I, you know, that's what I rely on. And yeah, I suppose there is some vision and preparing that comes into that. And I, you know, I enjoy watching footy and, you know, watching footy behind the goals is especially you can really watch your reaction times and see how you're reacting and getting out of, getting out into space before others. So yeah, that's probably what I rely on in the game most. This one's on a similar theme. It's uh, how do you position yourself around the ground to gather so many possessions? Yeah, it's, it's probably a combination of things. It's probably, you know, you need to work hard. You need to be able to get across the ground. And yeah, probably similar to what I just mentioned. It's, you know, react, yeah, reacting, but then also knowing, you know, and picking your times when to work 10% harder and then picking your times when it's, you know, when it's smart or, you know, to pull back slightly and, you know, you get into pockets of space um, with bits with bits of intensity, but you just have to pick the right times to do it so you don't burn out. Yeah. How long does that take? Because I've, I've actually had a few conversations with uh, 16, 17-year-olds who have mentioned that about their game where they, they find it really hard to not go a million miles an hour every contest because they just want to win the ball and compete and everything. Did you learn it off lines coaches your own throughout your own career yourself? personally like how did you build that ability to i guess it's pacing yeah i think i've been fortunate to have some pretty good coaches over the journey you know sam mitchell currently he was he's really high quality coach and you know he talks about having you know quick feet when the ball's in your vicinity so you're always going to have be playing with high intensity when the ball's in your little 10 meter radius and then outside of that you need to you know when the ball's not in your area you know i suppose identify how dangerous your opponent is on defense and then on offense recognize when it's a teammate's turn to work into space or when it's yours and you know then you know that's when you determine when to work at 100 percent, i suppose but i suppose it just comes with experience and the more you play you figure it out as you go yeah yeah fantastic our skill development how often as a junior would you do skills and craft i guess you mentioned this earlier how you you really got that competitive edge by doing a fair bit of volume of work did you focus on this more than fitness? I think it is. Did you focus on this more than fitness? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, back at my junior days, I, I was involved. In, like, I played school footy, so that was a game a week, one or two training sessions. I played club footy. That was a game a week and one or two training sessions, and I played basketball. So, yeah. I don't know how I did. Yeah, I, I look at kids. I'm like, I don't know how they don't break down or get sore, but I don't remember getting sore. So, I, I just threw myself into everything, really. And now I recognize, you know, I need to be – smarter and look after my body i probably couldn't you know i couldn't do that now but yeah i think the more you know whether it be other sports and things like that as well there's a lot of skills that transfer over and 
you know, coordination is key in any sport. So, you know, I'd encourage, you know, young kids to, you know, soccer, basketball, if you're a keen footballer, like all that stuff helps your footy, no doubt. Yeah. Did you stop playing football? Uh, I reckon I was 14 or 15, and then it was just, it was a footy phone. Yeah. So what are your goals for, for next year footy-wise from Noah? Yeah, well, you know, as a team, we we on, we guys, we uh, weren't at our best last year and we underperformed. So I think, you know, the guys are pretty eager to make them. So I think that's showing in the way guys are getting ready for the season and things like that at the moment. So hopefully that comes out in that performance. Yeah, plenty of fit guys coming in. Yeah, Snacks Fit Gym is getting a good workout. So it's a gold coin donation for oh, life, life membership at the moment. So you'll have to come around for a session when you're... Are you in Melbourne now or you're up in Anglesey? Yeah, yeah, I'm in Melbourne yeah. now. So gold, yeah. gold coin donation, That's that was my, that rings a bell. PCYC in, on Inkerman Road in St Kilda, that's what it was. Is that when right? When I started training and you got to play basketball and got a gym session. I think you even got to get some boxing in as well for two bucks. Yeah. Loved it. We don't bite all of that snacks bit, but you get, uh, <laughs> you get the gym and you might get a snack like some barbecue shapes on the way out. You like oh, it? I love it. Yeah, that sounds great value. This one, sorry, I've done already. written. We've already written that one. Some favourite music, bit of a fun one from. I don't know, is that a yeah. name? Edric. Oh, if I'm getting ready to play footy, I sort of like things music that gets me up and about. So house or R and B or something like that. Yeah, any uplifting music before I play footy is normally good. I think you've touched on this one already with a lot of the uh, gems you've dropped all the way through. But is there anything that specifically you'd say? I know you've, you've focused a fair bit on you know, doing it extra work compared to your, your peers but is that what it comes down to that work rate would be your number one advice for someone wanting to make the AFL yeah I would say so but all you with which you do it like I suppose you can do it, uh, reps as you want but if it's not done uh, with intent and you know at speed really helping yourself so I suppose if I'm doing an extra touch session I'll I'll try and do that really yeah not, not, not so that I'm running legs, but with my hands and with my mind, uh, some purpose is important. Yeah. Already touched on that one. I think we'll go last two. I'm surprised there's been no uh, curly ones thrown in from some of the boys yet. I can't actually uh, see the questions, but I'm, I'm sure that Yeah, there's plenty, mate. I'm filtering. <laughs> That's my role. I can't, I can't yeah. see anything. <laughs> if, you hit the bottom, if you hit the bottom question uh, button, you can, you can see them all. Question button. Yeah, can you see that? Right at the bottom next to comment. Should have a... There's someone just set one in now, so it might have a red... Ah, right at the bottom. Is, oh, maybe it doesn't come through. Is that a smiley face one? Is that... Yeah, do you have... It's two to the left of that. No, I don't have it. Uh, okay, it might be because I was first on hosting, maybe. So it just comes through. I didn't realise that. I thought it came through. Yeah, yeah there's there's a yeah. few, few silly ones. <laughs> <laughs> Any uh, that are worth sharing or not? Nah, nah. <laughs> I don't think so. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> this one's good because we'll go into this sort of theme now, going into 20, 2021, what are you most excited about? And this is pretty much very similar. Are you feeling good about the upcoming season, finals, return? It sounds like this is a Hawthorne supporter, Anthony. Yeah, you've touched on it a little bit, but what do you, what do you feel? What, is, what does pre-season look like as well? For, is this, this one's obviously a bit different, I imagine, in terms of time. Is it a bit shorter? What does yeah, this pre-season so, entail? Yeah, the older players who... So, five years plus, if you've been in the system five years plus, you're not required to be back until January 6th. So I think with the season going a little bit longer, they've given guys an extra break. 
yeah, which I think it'll be good for some guys. Some guys really enjoy that mental freshen up and, you know, that really helps their performance. So, yeah, in terms of the season, I think we probably touched on it before. Like, we, we want to we want to bounce back. And what I'm looking forward to is, who knows, with COVID, but hopefully it's a normal-ish season. Hopefully we can get some crowds back. Hopefully the Hawks fans can come along. I'm not sure what will happen with the quarter length and things like that, but hopefully it's back to, you know, a normal game of AFL. Yeah, get the MCG field again. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? That'd be amazing. And, and like you touched on as well, we'll appreciate it so much more now. Yeah, it's, you definitely notice it without the crowds. Like, you know, not having crowds there was, I don't know, it was, you know, definitely played a part on the on the atmosphere. It just wasn't the same. So hopefully this year we can, you know, we, we did have little crowds when we're in the hubs, but hopefully we can get some home games and get some real Hawthorne support there. Yeah. And uh, you touched on it earlier, but from now you're in this sort of performance mode with your off-season where last year you are in rehabilitation i know you're in rehab with your shoulder but what are some areas of focus that you go you want to get out of this off-season pre-season on an individual um level yeah well probably leg strength is one i feel as when you when your legs are strong which i think you know 2017 and 2018 is probably the strongest i've been and that probably showed up in my performance but you know you're stronger over the ball you can run out games for longer you have more power and bursts and things like that so i haven't been able to really get a lot of that quality strength, I would say, into my legs just due to the leg injury. So that's probably one that I'm um, looking forward to focusing on this pre-season. Yeah. And what type of exercises would you attribute in 2017-18? What were your sort of key exercises in the gym? Was it single leg based, double leg based, jumping work? What, what are sort of your favorite type yeah. of exercises to help your game? Yeah, I can't really jump that high, but plyometric jumps and things like that are always good. Yeah, a lot of single leg stuff, you know, with, you know, players, a lot of players manage sort of patellar tendonitis type issues. So I was doing a lot of uh, leg extension, leg press, squatting occasionally. I really enjoyed like like sled pushes and things like that. Yeah, and even yeah. using the, the green power band as well for sort of power-based training. So yeah, haven't been able to do that for a while. So hopefully this preseason, four-time premiership physio Andrew Lambert gives me the all clear to Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> He's got a couple of shout outs. Tonight, Mark, he's, got he's watching. Hey, he's got two there. He's done well at the start and at the end as well. Hopefully, he's been watching. <laughs> I, haven't, yeah. I haven't seen his name pop up. Sometimes he likes to creep in. There's also yeah. there's a few that have, have written you some comments throughout the way, so you can you can have you been are they popping up on your screen? No, I've comments? got nothing. It's probably it might be a good thing that I can't see him because I'd probably <laughs> start dishing it, dishing it back. So yeah, it'd be on. Oh, well, I want to thank you again, mate. This was amazing. Thank you heaps for your time and, and sharing your experiences as well as um, your knowledge for everyone. I really appreciate you coming on, mate. It was really good. No worries. Anytime, mate. Thanks for having me. Awesome. And I'll come down for a lift session soon. Snacks fit. Those barbecue yep. shapes at the end. See you at Snacks no fit soon. No better post-workout. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's it. We'll see you, see you there soon. Cheers, guys. Catch you, Tommy. Yeah. Bye.